Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Um, but today, it's my privilege again uh, to, to bring the word, just like Dan says, his privilege for community. It's my privilege today to bring the word. And we've been going over the, the Beatitudes, and uh, it's such a great passage of scripture, isn't it? It's something to, to meditate on, that, that's something that Jesus is just imparting into us, some, some keys that he's giving to us. And over the last few weeks, you know, we've been, we haven't been here the last few weeks, we've been on holidays, and we come in this morning, it's such a great vibe in this place, and uh, that's, that's a great word, isn't it, vibe? <laughs> it's the vibe. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, just the, the, what God's doing in this place, so just really encourage us all just to, just to keep going. And uh, just uh, as, as Shane said today, we're all just one family, just coming together, loving God, loving people, um, just doing what God's telling us to do. And, and just going on from what, what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, with Steve kicked us off, and he talked about being blessed and how blessed was a, a contentment not based on our situations in life, right. and that's a, it's, it's a hole in our lives which only God can fill. And um, Dave, last week, I heard it was a great message as well, and that he, he shared that uh, meekness, you know, meekness was, is a great characteristic, and it's like a, a strength and control. And um, that was a great word I heard again, Dave. And, and uh, today, it's my privilege to go to the next verse in the, in the Beatitudes. And the verse is today, if, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied or filled. So what are you hungry for today? What are you hungry for today? Now, there's hunger, there's a whole um, level of hunger, isn't there? We woke up this morning, we were hungry. So hopefully you, you filled your mouth with some good stuff, not Fruit Loops, but uh, something a bit healthier than that. And there's other levels of hunger, isn't there? There's hunger for relationships. There's hunger for contentment. There's hunger for fulfillment. There's hunger for God. There's so many levels of hunger. And today what we're going to be talking about is, is hunger for what satisfies us in life. What gives us contentment in life. And here Jesus gives us a great key. And we're going to share that, about that today. God blesses those who hunger for righteousness. For they will be satisfied. So if we are satisfied when we hunger for righteousness, what does that mean? What can we learn from this? So three things today. What is it to seek God's righteousness? And we'll see that fullness comes from when our lives are founded on Jesus and who he is. But then lastly, as Christians, if that's true, then why do we get empty? Why do we have times where we're far from being satisfied, we're far from being filled? So this morning, are you full of it today? It's a tongue-in-cheek saying, and I want you to take that away. Are you full of it today? What are you full of? We are filled and satisfied in life when we have God's Spirit within us, which is based on the righteousness that comes through Jesus alone. So the first point today, Matthew 5, 6. What is it to seek God's righteousness? And so I want to start with a story that Jesus told on righteousness, and it's in Luke chapter 18, if you want to turn there. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. Jesus told many stories in the Bible. And they're there to illustrate a principle that is 
giving us, something to live by. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else. For I don't cheat, I don't sin, I don't commit adultery, and I'm not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. And this is Jesus telling us now. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified or righteous before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The righteousness that we seek from God comes from God. It's not something that we do. And to illustrate that, I just want to... So often in life, we, we do things which we think will bring righteousness. And they're, they're like a form of godliness. And so like the, the Pharisee, the form of godliness, he compared himself to someone else. He compared himself. He said, I'm not like that person over there. So I'm doing all right. I'm okay. That person's doing a bit tough. But based on what they're doing, yeah, not too bad. Then he said, oh, I don't cheat. I don't sin. That's another form of godliness based on what he's doing. So he's putting on more forms of godliness. Look, I don't commit adultery. Another form of godliness. How good am I going? I'm doing pretty good. I don't cheat. I don't sin. I'm not like the other bloke. I'm pretty godly. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm not like the tax collector. Bigger coat. <laughs> I fast twice a week. Now that's a good one. Got to be pretty spiritual if you fast twice a week. I pray. I'll get there. I'm praying. Pretty godly. Look what I'm doing. And I tithe. Just for the rainy day. If I tithe and something goes belly up in my life, that's the assurance. That's the, that's the kick up. That's what's going to get me into heaven. Oh, the things come off. 
Oh, come and help me, darling. form of godliness things that we do that we think brings righteousness that things that we do that we think will bring God closer to us but what does Jesus say Jesus said he's to be like the tax collector. And what did he do? He said, God, I need your mercy. God, I need your forgiveness. And Jesus said, that's, that's righteousness. That's where my righteousness comes to you. To seek God's righteousness is to seek God based on the grace found in Jesus. A very simple way of looking at it is that there's nothing we can do to stand right before God except just to confess Jesus Lord of our lives. It has everything to do with our heart attitude towards God rather than what we have or could accomplish. And even though that's great, we'll do all that. But first and foremost, it's that heart. Say, God, I need you. And all that will come as a result. So often in life we experience fulfillment in what we do in a natural sense. That's true. In relationships, you know, our wedding day. It was such a great day, satisfying day. But who knows that a lot more has to happen after that <laughs> to keep that fulfillment and satisfaction going. It could be a, a sporting victory. One year you're the champion. <laughs> One year. <laughs> it was a great year. <laughs> great year. Next year, you're not. <laughs> Got to work harder. There's always someone that wants to knock you off the perch. Those things don't last forever, do they? Could be the job you're going for, and you get the job, and you realise, I've got to work just as hard. <laughs> and there's days that you wish you had your old job back. <laughs> there's so many things in life that, yes, they're fulfilling, but they're not eternal. And sometimes we carry that over to God. We think that, oh, if I have this, and if I do this, there'll be fulfillment. It's God living in innocence through us that brings the fulfillment. All these things are based on what we've done. If I just pray for two hours a day, if I just fast twice a week, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. But first and foremost, we seek God and who he is. The tax collector relied on God's character, his mercy, the Pharisee on his own character and works. Our own righteousness will weigh us down. It'll make us hot. <laughs> In essence, to seek righteousness is to seek God himself. When Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and laden and I'll give you rest, I get the sense that he's telling us just to take this off. All the stuff we're trying to do. <laughs> All the things that we've been trying to do to gain his approval. Christ took punishment. 
Romans chapter 3. Verse 21. The Apostle Paul is telling us, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glory standard. And yet God, with his undeserved kindness, I'm taking my jumper off for that one, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for our sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that, we, that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them, that's us, in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Jesus is our righteousness. When we have faith in Jesus and in what he has done, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Christian life isn't about trying to be like Jesus. It's about having the life of Jesus living innocent with us. Are we seeking God more and more by saying yes to God and saying yes to his spirit? Or are we saying yes to our own self-seeking desires that do not please and honour God? God blesses those who hunger for righteousness, those who hunger and seek for Jesus, for they will be satisfied. Are you full of it today? What are you full of? We are satisfied in life when God's spirit is within us, and that's based on the righteousness that Jesus gives alone. So my second point today is fullness comes when our lives are founded on Jesus and who he is. We live a life based on the grace of God and faith in Jesus and not in faith in what we've done. Jesus tells us we're joined to him. He's the vine, we're the branches. He abides in us, we abide in him. Instead of trying to put on the clothes of good works and character, we have God himself living in us and through us. This morning we had communion and this bottle here represents a bottle of sugar goodness. And for those who don't believe in sugar, close your eyes. That was representing Jesus' blood. Holy Spirit. I haven't done this before, Zen. Trust me. Living innocent through us. Such a, just a bit of this coloured that pretty quick. Jesus says, Come to me, all who thirst, and I'll give you something that you won't be thirsty for anymore. And that's Himself. Yeah. Come to Jesus. And you'll be satisfied. Sugar goodness.
I'll go for a run later. <laughs> 1 John chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Do you know that when, you're, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, God lives in you. <laughs> it's truth. Today we had a covenant meal. We had the, the cup and the, and the bread. Part of that covenant, it's a promise of God. You accept Jesus, his spirit comes. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be Saviour of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. And we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Do you want this or this? Blessings come in being with and in God rather than what we do. We seek God, receive forgiveness and right standing before God that only comes by Jesus and his spirit dwells within us. The fullness of God becomes part of us, becomes part of who we are. We are fulfilled, we are blessed, we are content. The Apostle Paul never wrote about trying to be like Jesus. Instead, he wrote about being in Christ himself. If there's one verse or one passage of scripture that you want to meditate for the next couple of days, it's this one here in Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 19. It's a great passage of scripture. Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in earth and on heaven. Sorry, in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Unlimited resources. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Wow. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And here's the kicker. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. What are you hungry for today? Seeking righteousness means to seek Jesus and from that all the fullness of life, all the fullness comes from God. 
God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they get him. <laughs> Seek Jesus. Are you full of it today? What are you full of? I'm full of sugar. <laughs> We're filled and satisfied in life. We have God's spirit within us based on Jesus and the righteousness that comes through him. My third and final point. Why do we get hungry and run on empty as Christians? So sometimes we, we give our lives to God and it, we walk on our, our journey and it, all of us have different journeys that we go through. That's part of life. Why is it? There are times in life when everything seems to be crumbling around us. Life's not going be like this. I don't really feel filled at the moment. We've all had those moments. God, I don't feel fooled. Where are you? As Steve preached a few weeks back, blessedness is not based on what happens to us. It's based on God living and in and through us. We pursue him. And the last scripture this morning is a psalm, Psalm 63, that I want to read. It's a psalm from King David. And it's a beautiful psalm. And it was written when he was in the wilderness. And he was running away from his son, Absalom. His own son was trying to kill him. And he was king. He was hard pressed by those who sought his life. And this is what he wrote. Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched, weary land where there is no water. I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. But those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of the jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who trust in him will praise him, while liars will be silenced. God, you're my God. I earnestly search for you. No matter where you are, no matter what stage of your walk you're in, no matter what's going on in life, there's always the possibility there's always the ability to search more, to search for God. There's always the ability to say, God, your unfailing love is better than life itself. Yes, there's things that we're going to have to do. Yes, there's things that aren't going to be pleasant. And we're going to have to work through those things. But your loving kindness is better than life. Verse 3. This is the reason why David was so motivated pursue God 
He knew that God's loving kindness was better than life itself. It was more meaningful to David. People regard life as natural. King David regards, regarded God's love as natural. People enjoy life. God enjoyed, David enjoyed God's great love. People value life. David valued God's great love. People will sacrifice to live. David sacrificed for God's great love. People want to give life to others. King David wanted to give God's great love. People despair without the sense of life. But David despaired without the sense of God's great love. God's loving kindness is shown to us through Jesus. As per David in Psalm 63, the deeper in God we go, the more we realise that he himself is better than life. When life is not what we imagine it to be, we learn from King David and pursue God's unfailing love in these times. You'll get strength. His strength will uphold you. His love will undergird you. When things are going crazy and you're not sure which way to turn, the peace that surpasses all understanding will come because of Jesus. It won't make sense, but there'll be a peace. I've been there. doesn't make sense. God, what's going on around? The peace is there. And yes, you've got to work through the, the things in the natural. Yes, there's hard decisions you've got to make. There's, there's things that, relationships that have to be healed and, and restored. And that takes time and takes effort. But in essence, who we are as people, who we really are, who, what we hunger for, what makes us content and fulfilled in life, we're not shaken because we know that we're God's. We're his children. There's times in our lives where we just get life a bit out of balance sometimes. Sometimes we get things, you know, we get worn out. You know, you can, be, you can be going great spiritually, but then physically and emotionally you're just shot. <laughs> we just got to learn sometimes that you just got to refuel, replenish. Something Susan and I have learned in life Learn which, those things which drain you. <laughs> for, for all of us, it's going to be something different. For some of us, it it's, might be, I don't know, responsibility. It really just drains you. For some, it, it could be um, anxiety. It just really drains the life in you. If you're in that place, learn what refuels you. It could be going for a walk in the bush where you can pray just, an, just for half an hour that might replenish you or it could be being out in the garden it could be reading God's word it could be listening to music it could be going fishing knitting I don't know, painting playing guitar Praise and worshiping God. I don't know. Everyone's different. I can't give you a, a one one page thing that this will do it for you. 
But life, sometimes our life does get a bit out of balance sometimes. Learn what refuels you. But in essence, who we are as people is not determined by what happens to us because we are God's. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Are you full of it today? What are you full of? Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Have you got God living in and through you? It's Jesus that brings the righteousness. We are filled with and satisfied in life when we have God's Spirit within, based on righteousness that comes through Jesus alone. So as the music team comes up back up, just want to recap this morning. Just three, three keys. There's nothing we can do on our own strength to have God's righteousness. You can put all, do all the things that you want. You can try as good as you want. All great things. All, all good things. But in themselves, without Jesus, just a form of godliness. Jesus is our righteousness. Jesus is the one that brings right standing before God. Jesus is the only one who has and will ever make us right before God. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you anything different. It's all about Jesus. Fullness comes when our lives are founded on Jesus and who he is. And as the Holy Spirit then dwells within us, God's fullness is ours, as the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 3, as we grasp how big and how deep and how wide God's love is for us, the fullness of God is ours. And when life goes pear-shaped, we continue to stand on God's unfailing love, as King David did. As his own son was out there trying to kill him, he just counted on God's unfailing love. Are you full of it today? What are you full of? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that as people in this place, your righteousness is ours because of Jesus. That our attitude today is one that would seek Jesus. Because Jesus, you are all that we need. No matter what comes our way, Jesus, you have made a way for the fullness of God to be ours. That no longer do we have to, to have a priest go into the tabernacle. <laughs> but you are ours. You are within us. You are with us. And God, we just thank you that your spirit is here right now because we are here. And you live in us and through us. Oh God, I thank you for that mystery that, Lord, that you would be so willing to be a part of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.